Hey, what's going on, brosis? It's your boy Jerry, the TRX Pro Washington, and I'm here at General Fitness Company Studio recording episode number 136. That's right, episode number 136 of the TRX Expert Talks. And today we're going to be talking about rolling, rolling, rolling. <laughs> we're going to be talking about foam rolling. That's right, I've talked about it before, but uh, since that episode, we've had some new discoveries and uh, foam rolling practices and techniques, and I want to fill you in on how you can get the proper foam rolling and the proper myofascial release. We'll find out what that means later on in the episode. But before we get this episode started, you know it'd really mean a lot to me if you would share this podcast with anybody. It could be a friend, a family member, a stranger, anybody. I would really appreciate it. If you don't get around to sharing it, no, you know what you can also do. At the end of this episode, you can scroll all the way down. If you're listening on iTunes, and you'll see five stars. You can click one, you can click five, you can click anywhere in between. You know what? It doesn't matter to me because it's feedback. And all feedback is good feedback because it helps us get found in that crazy algorithm on iTunes. But anyways, let's go and get this show on the road. Episode number 136 of the TR Expert Talks. Rolling, rolling, rolling. Lego! So this is episode number 136 of the TR Expert Talks, and today we're going to be talking about that foam rolling. So, you know, I wanted to talk a little bit about foam rolling because I had talked about it before, and uh, since that last episode, I believe it was episode number 22, somewhere around there, uh, some uh, recent discoveries have uh, been made, some findings have been made about uh, foam rolling. So before people would be foam rolling, and, uh, you know, they would just pretty much foam roll until... uh, they felt like they were done. You know, there was no rhyme or reason. They just jumped on a foam roller because they heard about this thing called myofascial release. By the way, myofascial releases, let's talk about that first. So a myofascial release, what that is is essentially, uh, let's talk about exercise and we'll work our way uh, from there. So when you exercise, what happens is that your muscles break down. That's essentially what exercise does. It breaks down your muscles so your body can build them back up and uh, add a, a few proteins. And, you know, we're not going to have a whole biology class here. But essentially what happens is your exercise breaks your muscles down and your body builds them back up and adds a little bit more muscle so uh, the next time you uh, exercise your body can uh, do more (laughs) so what happens though in the process of that breaking down and building up you can build up scar tissue this thing called scar tissue and what scar tissue is is essentially it's pretty much what it sounds like it's a scab more or less that forms on your muscles and what happens is if you uh, if that scab stays on there long enough it just attaches to the muscles and doesn't break off that can happen because of the fact that with your scabs the only reason why they come off is because you're moving around and you're in an environment where they get dry and all that stuff and they can just fall off but when, the, when you have a scab inside your body you can imagine, you know, even though it moves around, you move around, you're not really having any oxygen that blood, that can dry it out. So a scab is going to stay on there forever until you can a stretch it out or b do what's called a myofascial release. So that myofascial release essentially breaks up the scar tissue that is on that muscle and helps uh, get you your range of motion back. So I I think I pretty much explained it in in a pretty clear way. I was trying to think as I was talking if uh, that that all made sense. It made 
made sense in my head. <laughs> so yeah, as I said, you know, scar tissue is essentially a scab. You don't want scabs. You can think about it if you have a scab and you try to stretch your skin out. It doesn't really move, and that area around the scab, you know, as you know, it's, it gets tight. You know, you can't really move it, and it hurts to move it. Like if you try to rip a scab off, you know how that feels. It hurts. It doesn't feel good. So why you foam roll is because you want to break those scabs off of your muscles, a.k.a. do a myofascial release. So we're going to talk a quick second about how you can foam roll. Uh, as I said before, I'm doing this episode because I had maybe a couple of things from that previous episode that are now found to not be correct. So one thing was that I, I said that you should foam roll until you feel uh, no pain or you don't feel any discomfort. And that's not necessarily true because... What happens is that if you foam roll too much, it's essentially like exercise. If you foam roll too much, you end up uh, causing traumatic stress to your muscles. And what that means is that your muscles respond to the, um, it respond to the stimulus or respond to your foam rolling, respond to your activity, I should say, uh, as, it's, as, as if it's exercise. So it's going to spasm, it's going to shorten up, and you're going to get bruising. And if you have bruising after foam rolling, that is absolutely 100% a no-no. You absolutely know that if you've got a bruise that you did not do it correctly. (laughs) So I've done that before. I've had bruising and I was like, oh, that's good. But that's actually not good. (laughs) Your body is not very happy with that. And the bruising is a clear indicator that you didn't do it right. So don't foam roll to excess. Don't foam roll until you're bruising. Uh, And if you're feeling pain, I want to make sure that we know, we know the difference between pain and discomfort. Now, when you're foam rolling, you know, uh, actually, let me bring this back. So when you exercise a lot or if you have something that's injured in your body, if you have something that's like maybe not functioning 100%, what happens is your body automatically, it's a machine, so your body automatically uh, changes the way you move. Say if you have, uh, you think about like if you have a broken leg, you subconsciously are not going to walk on that leg. You're going to, well, maybe consciously too, but you're not going to walk on that leg. You're automatically going to adjust your body position, adjust your gait, adjust the way you move overall so that you're not putting weight on that leg. And the same thing, uh, same thing works with when you're, foam, uh, when you're uh, foam rolling or exercising. What happens is that if you have something that is uh, not working or not functioning 100%, and then you activate it and you start using it again, uh, it wakes, it, it, your body wakes up to it and realizes, oh, wow, wow, whoa, this is the reason why we shut this off. So you might feel a little bit of discomfort in areas that you uh, maybe are having some issues with. So just make sure that you understand that there's a difference between discomfort and pain. Now, pain, obviously, you know, like is, uh, if, if, you're, if you're doing it, you're in there and you're still feeling pain after about a minute or so, then you're probably uh, going too hard. So just want to make sure that you are understanding that there's a difference between pain and discomfort. And if you feel a little bit of discomfort, that's fine. But if you're feeling pain, uh, like you, the likelihood is that you're going to be getting bruising and what you're doing is actually counterproductive to what you, re- to what you really want in terms of results. So make sure that you are not spending too much time. Another thing that I want to uh, point out before we leave here is that um, you can foam roll in a lot of ways. One way you can't foam foam roll, though, is against the grain of your muscles. Now, uh, let's take take your leg, for instance. Your leg muscles, they have uh, a vertical muscular alignment. So all your muscle fibers go up, up and down. Now, if you put your foam roller up and down and you try to roll side to side, that uh, doesn't actually help you out. 
what happens with your muscle fibers, you have these things called telomeres, and those telomeres are what strength or what lengthen your muscles. And if you foam roll in the against the, the grain, if you foam roll side to side on muscles that are that go that run up and down, what ends up happening is that you shorten the muscle fibers. You're telling the muscle fibers to shorten up by going against the way that they normally move. So you're actually doing yourself a disservice by foam rolling against the grain. Now another thing I want to talk about, is, it kind of goes along the lines of that going against the grain, is foam rolling or rolling with a ball. Now you can use a ball, like a medicine ball. Uh, I have a squishy medicine ball that I use for some of my clients that are a little bit older. Uh, you can use a lacrosse ball if you have some stuff that's really, uh, that's, that's really kind of deep in there that you need to get into. Uh, but again, you gotta make sure that when you're doing this foam rolling, especially with a lacrosse ball, that you don't uh, go too hard and cause that uh, traumatic stress on your muscles and your muscles end up tightening up. A lot of people can roll a lacrosse ball, but there's just certain spots for, uh, for people where you can't put a you can't put something uh, really hard in there. You got to kind of go a little bit softer so you can just kind of just gently nudge the the muscles rather than uh, slam it against them and <laughs> uh, abruptly waking them up. You're gonna want to just gently uh, tell them, hey. We want you to lengthen rather than, hey, you, you got to lengthen right now. They don't like that. <laughs> so don't go too hard on your muscles. They're, they're, they're your friends. Your muscles are your friends. So you want to make sure that when you are using a ball or something that is uh, not a foam roller, I would say that, like, for instance, like your back or even your hips or your chest, I have people, for the most part, and this is like, you know, this is up to you. This is your up to you. this is your discrepancy. Uh, but I have people normally, if they're doing stuff like that with a ball, I have them do it against a wall, just because it's a little bit harder to control. And most most of the balls that you're going to use, whether it be medicine balls or um, a lacrosse ball or even a tennis ball or any kind of ball, they're unstable. So you don't really know exactly like. If you move just a little bit and you don't have a lot of balance, you might get into a spot that's going to really hurt, and then you're going to not be too pleased with that. It isn't probably, you know, if you if you fall or something, you lose your balance. It's not going to really affect you in any way. It's not going to like kill you. It's, you know, it could hurt you maybe. I guess if you fall off and you know bump your head or something. <laughs> if you're on a lacrosse ball or a medicine ball or. You're probably not going to be falling too far, but you know, I guess there's a possibility for a lot of things, but there's not a probability that'll happen. So, again, to you know, just to make sure that you're staying safe, uh, use that ball on the wall so you can you know, apply you can apply pressure on the wall, but it's not the same as putting your whole body weight down on the ball. So. Uh, and that ball you can kind of play around with because of the fact that it's more centralized instead of like being like a foam roller where it kind of takes the whole muscle group and, and, move and manipulates it. Instead, it's more of a centralized spot. So you can kind of play around with that. You can go circles. You can go up and down. You can go side to side. It doesn't really matter when you're using a, uh, a medicine ball. All right, so we're going to go ahead and shut this down. We're going to go ahead and uh, call it a day. It's uh, getting late here on, in the studio, and I still got a million more things to do. Yeah, it's been a busy week. You're heading into the holidays. That's kind of how it goes down. So no conclusion for you today. We're just going to pick this back up tomorrow with another awesome topic. Uh, you know, I, I really appreciate you listening, and whenever you're listening, whether it be morning, afternoon, or evening, I really do hope you're having a good one. And as always, keep good company.